his karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams, thanks for everything, mom and dad, will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on and you know them. We talk about the sports you care about, basketball now, golf, and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happened. And let's not forget the important stuff, the amount of daylight where I live, the importance of speedies, and the rankings of beach-style pizza. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. 97.1 FM Talk. On Demand Audio. Andrew Bailey is with us in the studio this afternoon, the new Missouri Attorney General. Mr. Andrew Bailey, how are you? Doing well, thanks. Appreciate you having me on. Thanks for coming in in the studio. We don't know each other. I don't think I've ever met you before, so let's do a little get-to-know-you session just a little bit. I know a little bit about the bio. You went to Mizzou, so we bleed black and gold together, which is good. You went to Mizzou undergrad and to law school? Correct, yeah. Went to Mizzou undergrad on an ROTC scholarship, and that was in 1999 before there was a war on terror and when uh, terrorists crashed planes into buildings on 9-11. My career plans changed, and uh, I wanted to get in the fight. So I volunteered for a combat arms branch of service in the Army. And when I got to my first duty station, I volunteered to serve in Iraq, and it was a privilege to get to lead soldiers in combat operations and got to be involved in the largest offensive operation of 2005. And so that taught me a lot of leadership lessons and management skills that I'm bringing to the attorney general's office. Now, maybe maybe I'm confused on the timeline. Did you go to law school then after all of that? Correct. Yeah, oh, I wow. actually got out of the Army uh, in 2009 and moved here to the city of St. Louis. And I worked at the uh, juvenile court family division at Van Deventer and Del Mar as an armed guard, working the metal detector at the front door of the courthouse. And I worked there as I applied to law school and then went back to uh, Mizzou Law on the post 9-11 GI Bill. And, and uh-huh. that experience yeah. taught me so much because that, that is why this suit against the Biden administration's attempt to uh, divert funds to pay for uh, uh, the student loan repayment case that's pending at the United States Supreme Court for oral argument next month is so important to me. Paid for my school in blood, sweat and tears. Nothing is free. And so when he tries to vi- when Bi- Biden tries to violate the United States Constitution to illegally divert funds to that to that effort. Uh, you know, that, that means it's just so offensive, people. isn't it? it? It really is. And, you know, with, with them in particular, I think, I don't know what you're feeling, that they, they know that they're going to lose. I think they assume that they're going to lose on some of this stuff, but it's a good PR campaign, and it buys some votes in particular. It does appear that way. And to the working people who didn't take advantage of that system and aren't getting bailed out, it's totally unfair. So what were you doing then immediately before this appointment? Well, I worked for uh, Governor Parson, uh, and so I've been with the governor's office for almost four years now. I had uh, worked as a deputy general counsel and then later as general counsel as uh, his top lawyer. But you weren't working in the AG's office. No, yeah. not not over the past four years. So right out of law school, I actually worked at the attorney general's office, and I did special prosecution all over the state of Missouri and got to meet a lot of great folks, a lot of great law enforcement agencies, and put a lot of bad guys behind bars. Yeah, you know, I, back to my days in Columbia, you go back to the 1980s, I got to know, and I don't know if you know Kenny Hulsoff, if I've ever come across him. He ran Absolutely. for, he was a member of Congress, ran for governor, but he was a special prosecutor for Jay Nixon. And I, I saw him, you know, do some really big cases, death penalty cases. It was fascinating. He was a great prosecutor. I always said that about Kenny when he went to Congress. The only bad thing is he was a really good prosecutor. And sometimes I wonder if we have enough of those out there. It, it takes a special kind of 
of person yeah. that's willing to take those cases, and especially from the attorney general's office, where you're trying cases all over the state. So you're never the home team, and you got to learn a new judge, new jury pool, relationships with new law enforcement agencies. It's really an incredible experience, but you hone trial skills. And yeah. That's what Kenny Holshoff did, and, and I like to think I did that too. Andrew Bailey, he's the new attorney general of Missouri. We'll get to some of these important issues, but I, I just have to touch on family here just a little bit. You're, you're a foster parent, right? I was, yeah. So after working at the attorney general's office, I moved to Warren County, and I worked at the uh, Warren County prosecutor's office. And in order to make ends meet, I, as a, a side work, I was the attorney for the county juvenile office, and I saw kids in care and kids that just wanted a place to go for Christmas, and it broke it broke my heart. And so my wife and I became foster parents. We were, uh, you know, blessed to adopt three wonderful kiddos out of the system. We've had a biological child as well, and so I've got a, a family of four children now. But I've got a real heart for for children. I want Missouri to be the safest state in the nation for children. And you dared yet to come into St. Louis today in person, Andrew. Now I say that sort of mockingly and satirically, but look. It's it's, it's not a great situation. Well, it's a terrible situation right now. I, I talked about this um, and we will continue to talk about it today. There were a bunch of carjackings last night. We've had incidents right in front of this building in the middle of the day. There's this little park to the south of here where someone was shot a couple of weeks ago. Now, I don't know what kind of influence you can have from your office. Obviously, um, now Senator Schmidt was involved in some of those efforts here in St. Louis as well. But it's really disgraceful what's happening in our city here. Yeah, we've got to wrap our arms around the law enforcement community, back the blue empower them to be able to do their jobs and then we need prosecutors who are willing to hold people accountable for their violent behavior what are what are those i'm sorry we're not familiar with that here in st louis but that's big part of the problem yeah i mean look at the uh, department of corrections offender profile that's published every summer and you can look and see how many people from each county each jurisdiction are sentenced to the department of corrections from the originating jurisdiction and the number of people that go to department of corrections from the city of st louis has declined in past years well, why is that? Crime hasn't declined. So clearly there, there's a disconnect between the criminal offenses that are happening on the street and the, the punishment that's supposed to be imposed in our criminal justice system on the back end. So what are the priorities right now for the office? You have uh, a couple holdover suits from when Schmidt was in there, right, that you're pursuing? Absolutely. Yeah, we've got a suit. It's uh, Missouri v. Biden. It is the largest First Amendment suit in a generation. And this is a really important case. We have uncovered a pattern of coercion and collusion between unelected federal bureaucrats to the very top of the White House with their cronies in woke big tech social media corporations to remove disfavored content from social media platforms. So the the White House bullies them into taking the content down and they're almost eager to do it. I mean, social media, we, we know unequivocally that they were censoring conservative speech. We certainly know that now after the Twitter files, right? Absolutely. And those corroborate the work that we've done in this case. Social media shouldn't be censoring anyone in the same way that no one would tolerate it if their phone carrier squelched certain things they were saying on their cell phone. Why would we accept that in social media? But this case is actually worse because the the, uh, censorship is being conducted at the behest of the federal government. So the the evidence that will be – and and is that going to arguments then before the court? Yeah, we're okay. in discovery right now, and uh, we, we plan on seeking a preliminary injunction in the, in the coming weeks. But that would be information, if I heard you correctly here a moment ago, different, separate, but yet equal, and then also some, some crossover with the Twitter files? 
Yeah, that's correct. I mean, the, the, I think that the, this case honestly motivated. And thank goodness Elon Musk is a breath of fresh air in social media because he's actually exposing some of the corruption, some of the censorship, the pernicious, vast enterprise of censorship that existed before this case was filed and that this case helped uncover. And so yeah. the Twitter files really corroborate the work we're doing. But again, it's bad enough when social media, woke big tech social media corporations censor. It's worse when it's done at the behest of the federal government. And what we've uncovered is evidence that it was all the way to the very top of the White House. Let me give you an example. I have in my possession tens of thousands of documents, hundreds of pages of deposition testimony, and there's more to come. But in an email from April 14th, 2021, the White House, uh, Rob Flaherty at the White House specifically tells big tech social media to remove Tommy Lauren and Tucker Carlson videos. They're censoring conservative voices. We used to live in a country where we elevated the rules of the game above the players and the outcomes. Clearly, the Biden administration has abandoned that. The remedy in this country for disfavored speech is counter speech, not government censorship. That is really amazing, and I can't wait to see that go before the court. Uh, We had Senator Rowden on the show yesterday, and I talked about this quite a bit on my roundtable on Friday. We have the most definitive political talk show in America and in Missouri on my roundtable on Friday, Andrew, if you're not familiar with that. But we did talk about what happened in Columbia during this diversity breakfast. And uh, Senator Rowden chimed in on this yesterday. Your office has gotten uh, kind of interested in this as well, right? With the drag show last week. Well, look, this is about protecting children. It's that... That's it. It's about protecting children. And you had school administrators that sought to undermine state laws in regards to sexual education by by cloaking under uh, under this the shroud of diversity, saying, well, it's okay, we can do whatever we want as long as we throw this diversity flag out there. But all of these these pundits who are opining about, oh, well, you're being you're just being political or, oh, well, the drag show's not that bad. We're missing the point that it's about protecting kids. How dare these people sexualize our children by taking them to a drag show? The drag show is inherently sexual. It is an outward expression of a desired inward sexuality. It exaggerates sexual characteristics that appeal to the prurient interest. And the purpose of the, 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 the drag performers that are engaged in the activities to draw attention to sexuality. Kids should not be there, period. Yeah, look, I, I've mentioned there, there's a great show that's on Broadway, off-Broadway, Kinky Boots, which has a story that centers around um, a, a drag show. Really, really funny. It's an adult show, okay? Right. It's not for 11, 12-year-olds, and, and that's the difference. I think there's some parallels here with some of the, uh, you know, conservatives get the tag of wanting to ban books. Um, I find it fascinating that when the Post-Dispatch and some of the print media does stories on some of these controversial books like Gender Career, they never include pictures or images or the actual words from the graphic novel. If you do that, I think people would understand what's going on here, but they never want to do that. Yeah, exactly. And look, at the end of the day, Columbia Public Schools was charged with the care, custody, and control and education of our children. Education, not indoctrination. While I'm Attorney General, our schools are going to be about education, not indoctrination, and the parents will have a say in the process. And what Columbia Columbia Public Schools' shameful behavior undermined both of those principles. Andrew, thank you so much for coming in. Now, this is an appointment, so that means that you're you're in this office for uh, for two years until 24. Well, I guess until 2025, the election will be in 2024. But you have, if I'm not mistaken, correct me if I'm wrong, you announced a campaign, right? That's right. Yeah, we're underway. You know, longevity is going to be important in this office. My predecessors leave behind a legacy of excellence, and it is fantastic that the voting public has rewarded General Schmidt and General Hawley with higher office. I want to be attorney general. 
And longevity is going to be important to the long-term health of the organization at this time. That's why I'm committed to this office. I care about the people of the state of Missouri, the Constitution, and the rule of law. And if you like those things, too, we probably have a lot in common. Andrew, thanks so much for coming, and good luck with everything. Keep in touch. Thank you, sir. Appreciate the opportunity. Get more at 971talk.com. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. hi And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them with more on the way. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future. In vehicles and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is Electrified Diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you. A hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyondzero. Toyota, let's go places. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball and baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does, <laughs> nine over eight. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.